Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Oh, man. Wow. 101 miles per hour. And McCutcheon, understandably so, upset. But showing no sign of being in any pain. Oh, yeah. a quick stare at Chapman. I feel like you got hit with a tennis How about that? A tennis ball. No big deal. Wow. Man. You know, oh. you know that one had to hurt a little bit. And it, no reaction. Well, a, a, no reaction toward where he got hurt. Oh, they're teammates again. Andrew McCutcheon and Aroldis Chapman. The incident over 10 years ago now when Aroldis Chapman hit McCutcheon in the back, 100-mile-per-hour fastball. What was it, 3 to nothing game? You heard Greg Brown, Bob Walk. Well, who you hear on these airwaves when the Pirates season comes around were just a matter, not months, weeks away from hearing those friendly voices once again. And they will be calling both of those players for the 2024 Pittsburgh Pirates. I'm Austin Bechtel with you. It's the Fan Early Morning Show. For the average Joe, man, <laughs> I did not expect a free agent signing to see middle of the day yesterday, later on in the night, that the Pittsburgh Pirates, and Ben Charrington has been pointing at it, that a move has been coming. They've been trying to make deals. And while the bullpen did need another piece, no doubt, the bullpen needed one more piece, especially a piece that could solidify the back end and provide even more support, more help for Bednar and Holderman in the back end in the 8th and ninth innings. Oh, you got your guy. Now, Andrew McCutcheon and Aroldis Chapman, we know that there's not too much of a good history there, but this would not be the first time since that incident these two would have played together. They were both on the Yankees in 2018. Now, there was speculation, would the Pirates make this move unless Andrew McCutcheon signed off on it? There's obviously a lot of tension there. There's obviously the issue of Aroldis Chapman being a not very good dude. An incident from 2015. Aroldis Chapman allegedly fired gunshots, choked his girlfriend after an argument. There were no charges that were filed. He admitted to firing eight shots at the handgun, seven of which... Went into a concrete wall inside his garage, and eight of which went through a window in an open field. This from an article from Bleacher Report in 2015 with reports from John Heyman, as well as Jeff Passan, John Heyman, our Odyssey insider who was at CBS Sports at the time. Our oldest Chapman is a two-time World Series champ. He won it with the Cubs. You remember the miraculous break the streak? 
Steve Bartman, the Billy Goat, the drought in Chicago over 100 years of not winning a World Series. And Aroldis Chapman at times, they overworked him, helped push that team from the playoffs to a World Series. And he's still pretty good. He won the World Series with the Texas Rangers last season. Pitched pretty well. He had his moments. There were times when Texas couldn't really rely on him in the playoffs, but they still went back to him as you do with the Roldis Chapman. Overall, 6-5. and five. He had a 309 ERA in 61 total games. 58 and a third innings pitched. Yeah, he could still strike out just about two batters per inning. 103 overall strikeouts compared to 36 walks. Still the fastball that'll blow by anybody. With the Royals, they had an ERA plus of 169. An actual ERA of 245 in 31 games of Kansas City, 4-2 record, before being traded over to Texas. So, Cincinnati, you know the story. He also pitched seven years with the Yankees, was there after playing with Cincinnati, where he was a four-time All-Star 2012-2015 to with the Reds. And then was traded to the Cubs for that miracle run. Had a 101 ERA in 26 and two-thirds innings, struck out 46. That was all the way back in 2016, which doesn't seem like that long ago. Went back to the Yankees for another six years before signing with Kansas City, getting traded over to Texas. Signs a one-year deal. It's $10.5 million. $10.5 million. For a role as Chapman. No option. It's a straight up one year deal. For ten and a half for a reliever. Now there's a couple of ways that you can look at this and go about it. Because. Believe it or not. A role as Chapman. On your Pittsburgh Pirates. Is the most expensive player. On the roster. In terms of base, he's second in terms of base salary to Marco Gonzalez at $12 million, but Marco Gonzalez, money's being picked up by Atlanta. And the Pirates are only paying uh, just a couple of million to Gonzalez. Aroldis Chapman is getting $10.5 million from the Pirates on a one year deal. The next closest is Brian Reynolds at $10 million after he signed his record $106 million extension last year, a couple weeks into the season. Martin Perez, $8 million. Ryan Hayes, $7 million. Mitch Keller's at about 5 and a half in arbitration. Another $5 million deal for Andrew McCutcheon. David Bednar is going to make 4.5. Rowdy Telez will make 3.5. So on and so forth. The Pirates have money. Their projected payroll right now, they got a lot of cash they can still use. They're looking at about $85 million, maybe about 78 ish depending on how things work out with because the way spot track at least is tracking it for overall starting pitching and whatnot. It is the 12 and a half for Marco Gonzalez, also a $15 million option for 2025, but the Pirates are paying a much lower premium for that number. This, in terms of an overall baseball move, is a good one for the Pirates. I like it. I don't like the person. I don't. I don't like the the personality. 
I don't like the person that a role as Chapman is. I don't. That's okay. You can not like him, but still root for the team. And people are trying to, people are saying on Twitter, oh, this makes it so much more unlikable to try to root for the Pirates. Get out of here. There's so many instances of players that make the team better. You end up cheering them on, and it's that's the end of it. Are you not going to cheer for Aroldis Chapman when he strikes out somebody in the eighth inning, comes in in a bases-loaded jam, Pirates are up by four, they're going to try to get the hold down, somebody, some regular reliever comes in in the eighth inning because it's a non-hold situation or going to a non-save situation and Aroldis Chapman strikes out the side to get out of it. Or if he records, records 30-some holds, is able to get the ball to David Bednar in the ninth inning, even if he pitches the seventh inning. It's a spot that the Pirates have struggled to get the ball to the back end of their relievers and make it a Shark Tank bullpen like 2013, 2014, 2015, where when you went to Mark Melanson, when you went to Tony Watson, when you went to Jason Grilly, the game was over, automatic Pirates win after seven innings. After six innings, the games were over. And Roldis Chapman helps bring that back. You don't have to like him. You don't like to you don't have to like what he did throwing at Andrew McCutcheon on multiple different occasions in his career. They can mend fences, put things aside. They're on the same team now. He's a two-time World Series champ. Is he like gonna be a mentor for people down in the bullpen? I don't know if that's the case. Probably not, but he's still an arm that. Look, if you're not in it at the trade deadline, and I think that the Pirates will be at the trade deadline this year, you could trade them and probably get something potentially decent for them, but we're not thinking about that. This Pirate season has to be about winning. It has to be about truly competing. And the other narrative that I saw is that this move, and it might be a true narrative, the $10.5 million, again, second most money allocated to anybody on the roster this year overall, it was the highest of the Pirates are going to be paying. To a role as Chapman for a left-handed reliever who's 35, but he still throws 100 miles an hour. He can still blow the fastball by you. He does kind of struggle with walks still. But the other narrative that, that I kept seeing was, oh, this is just the Pirates trying to convince us they'll spend a little bit of money on a guy who used to be very good. He's still kind of good. 309 ERA in 61 games last year, a couple saves and it's Ben Charrington trying to uh, move the attention a little bit off to the point that they have not signed any starting pitchers they haven't traded for any starting pitchers who's going to play right field and those are still questions that are needed to be asked but Ben Charrington did mention at Pirates Fest and in other various interviews that he's had with the media that they feel like I think it was 30% is what he said. But in multiple different scenarios where it's been Bob Nodding, it's been Ben Sherrington. And I think it's funny that Bob Nodding, in an interview with our Pirates insider Jason Mackey earlier this week, I think it might have been Sunday, the story came out. The next day, not too much, just hours after Bob Nodding and the story with Jason Mackey very adamant the Pirates need to continue to add and that Ben Sherrington has the resources to add, went out and added a big-time reliever. 
Aroldis Chapman is still a good player. He's going to help this Pirates team. It's a one-year deal, straight up, 10 and a half. If it doesn't work out, you could trade him. He's going to be solid. He's going to have his clunkers where he comes in, a couple of guys get on base, whether it's hit by pitch, or he's wild, and there are times where he'll just throw four balls completely out of the strike zone, not even close. It's a little odd, and then he'll find his control again. Might be a three-run home run sprinkled in every once in a while. Once in a blue moon, maybe once every 20 appearances, 15 appearances. The Pirates' potential bullpen. David Bednar, the hometown hero, is the closer. Colin Holderman, you can either utilize him who throws 98, close to 100. Sometimes he touches 100, just like Chapman. You could utilize Holderman, his wicked movement on the breaking pitches, in either the 8th, or you could use Colin Holderman in the 7th. Colin Holderman in the 7th is a pretty good deal. Remember, Pirates acquired him for... Daniel Vogelbach. Vogelbach, who, yeah, I mean, made it, had his moments with the Mets. Colin Holderman is a consistent reliever that this team can rely on for a while. He's good. And he's under team control for a good bit as well. I mean, he's still in pre-arbitration. They got four years of club control left on Colin Holderman as well. Five years. Oh, club control still on Colin Holderman. You still have a lot of time with Carmen Majinski as well in the back end of the bullpen. Don't forget about Dari Moretta, as I did when putting out the potential Pirates bullpen tweet with still a few spots up for grabs. Well, one of them that I was looking at goes to Dari Moretta. He would be my bullpen. David Bednar is the closer. I'd put a roll as Chapman in the eighth. Colin Holderman in the seventh. I wouldn't mind if they flipped those two. See how it goes. I wouldn't mind it. Maybe Chapman is a lefty reliever in the eighth, sandwiched in between the righties and Bednar and Holderman. It also gives you another high, impactful left-handed pitcher in the bullpen. You're going to have eight guys in the bullpen. Why not have three of them be lefties? Jose Hernandez. You're probably either going to be in the bullpen or they could potentially try to stretch him out as a starter. Was the Rule 5 draft pick last year. Was on the roster the whole entire year. So you're able to do that. If you want to send him to spring training, potentially as a starter, I don't think they will. They might try to test it out. He's another guy that give him a little bit more seasoning, more chances, more run with the coaching staff, where there's not a lot of changes from last year. Jose Hernandez is another guy. How about Ryan Barucki? Now, I'm sure nobody wants to ride home about Ryan Barucki because he's not somebody that completely completely alters things. But he's a good player. He can really pitch. He's a guy that the Pirates have been able to rely on. And that's not something that I necessarily expected from somebody who they picked up from various places. Uh, it was off waivers. He last pitched in Seattle to 426 ERA in 2022. And he was pitching with Seattle. was with Toronto and was terrible in his career with Toronto. He had one good year in 2020 when he had 270 ERA in 21 games. That was the COVID-shortened season. Ryan Barucki in Pittsburgh, 40 in the third innings, 
He struck out 33. Okay. You know, he walked four. He had four home runs. He had a 245 ERA with a .74 whip. Walks in, that's walks and hits per innings pitched. He doesn't walk anybody. He doesn't give up a lot of hits. He's going to be in your bullpen. Dari Moretta, Money Moretta, who is the new Jared Hughes on this team, the fix-it guy, the get-out-of-a-jam guy. I like how this bullpen stacks up. Now, again, the starting rotation. Oh, my word, still needs some help. It's Mitch Keller. Long pause, that's it. It's Mitch Keller. I think you can feel decent about Martin Perez. It's not a groundbreaking move, but Martin Perez, Aroldis Chapman, two veterans, two left-handed pitchers, two guys who pitched for the Texas Rangers on their way to the World Series, on their way to winning the World Series. You can tweet me about this at Austin R. Bechtold. I want your thoughts. What do you think about the Pirates' moves? Also, you could tweet me about the Penguins. And oh, the Penguins. An own goal with Chris Letang. Oh, no, delayed penalty. Pens were going to be on the power play. They had an opportunity to potentially come back against the Coyotes. They were playing in a small venue. Arizona doesn't even, again, have their own rink. Probably 75% of the arena was Penguins fans. And they blow it. They blow it. They never had the lead. It was an unacceptable game. It was a disaster for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Pass from Latang back to Evgeny Malkin. And just lackadaisical with the puck, knocking it into the net. We can talk about that. We can talk Pirates, much more. 412-928-9370. You can call in. The Fanway Morning Show for The Average Joe. It's presented by CGR Wholesale, where The Average Joe buys like a pro. At CGR Wholesale. Also, fan weather. It's brought to you by Sun Chevy. 2024 starts with great incentives on Trailblazer, Blazer, Equinox, and Silverado at sunchevy.com. Currently 32 degrees. I was talking to Doran earlier. It felt like we were in Miami this morning getting to the car because it wasn't 5 degrees. There wasn't a, a wind chill that was blowing around and being negative walking into the car. High of 42 today. The low of 30. There is some snow chances, actually, in the next hour or so. Other than that, partly cloudy skies. We do have the chance for rain. There was supposed to be some freezing rain, but not that I saw last night. And at least not that affected the roads, the driveways, all of the above. Tomorrow, 70% chance of rain, high of 47. We could get up to a high of 55 on Friday. I'm Austin Bechtold with you here on the Fan Early Morning Show. Much more coming up on the Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. They'll bring it along in a delayed penalty. This is big for the Penguins. They're just trying to kill as much time off. It went in! Oh my goodness! Yeah, it was that bad. <laughs> an unexpected goal, an unexpected own goal with the Penguins trailing Arizona 3-2 to in what was basically a home game in Arizona, and the Penguins squandered it. They looked horrendous. The Penguins just can't get out of their own way, right? Chris Letang, no look, drop pass back to Evgeny Malkin. There's a delayed penalty, so the net is open. And Latang again, just lackadaisical play from Latang, And Evgeny Malkin, just hee-ho, hee-ho. Not even... It, it's just frustrating. And you, you saw the words if you watch the game. You watch the clip of Chris Latang saying, just, oh my, oh my word, oh my gosh, I, how... I'm sure he said something a little bit more derogatory than that. But, but the Penguins, I, I just don't know the, the, the greatest reason for optimism. I'm not the biggest Tristan Jari supporter. I've, I've never been a big backer of him. I think he shrivels up in big moments. Yes, I understand. He, what, he leads the league in shutouts? Okay. He has his moments. He's a good goalie about half the time. Maybe about 65% of the time. Maybe that. Which maybe that's what you'll take. Maybe maybe 65 is over-exaggeration and too much of a stretch. Maybe. 5-2 the loss to Arizona. I know Arizona's better this year. They haven't been in previous years. You don't lose to Arizona. You don't. Pens are still 7th in the Metro. After being just a couple points back a second. They're now 8 back at Philadelphia. They've played 44 games. If 48 points. Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Really? 47 games played. 56 points. I know they have a couple games in hand. Okay. You're talking about Washington. They're two points back. Three of the Islanders. Three to the Devils. Seven to Carolina. Eight to the Flyers. The Rangers are stretched out in the Metro with 46 games played. 60 points. They're looking like they might win the Metro. Obviously, a lot of hockey still to be played. And when you look at the wild card, um, this is not the end of the season for the Penguins. They're six in the wild card. Yeah, they're only five points back at Tampa Bay. But you know, there's always these games that you look at and you say, man, if we had one or two back, they needed a point last year. Chicago, Blackhawks, remember? That was the game. Well, Sometimes there are games earlier on in the season as well that make you think. They put you on notice. They make you pause for a second. And they make you ponder what really should come next for this team. Take all the emotion out of it. 
Take Evgeny Malkin out of it. Take Sidney Crosby out of it. Keep Sidney Crosby. Take Crystal Tang out of it. Take the emotion out of it. What what has Eric Carlson really done for this team? Not too much. I mean, in reality, what what has Eric Carlson done? Eric Carlson, who is a stat sheet stuffer, I, I, I don't, he was minus two. Two shots on goal. Okay, he had a hit. Nice. He did have an assist. Eric Carlson on the season, 44 games, seven goals and 26 assists. This is somebody who's won multiple trophies, multiple awards, best defenseman in hockey. At least from a statistical standpoint, and a lot of that is just because of the offensive output that he had on the Sharks. This is concerning. They're not in doom mode yet. Sidney Crosby should never be... See, here's the thing. This is the difficult circumstance that the Penguins are in. Sidney Crosby should never play for any other organization, no matter what happens ever in the history of hockey. No, definitely not. Don't let it happen. Never. Should never suit up for another jersey ever again, no matter what happens. Because that's your right to Sidney Crosby. That's your right to the fan base. That's your right to hockey, no matter what happens. No matter how much you might be struggling. That's your right. You have, that just it has to be done. Evgeny Malkin and Chris Letang, I think more the same for Malkin. Letang, eh. I'd keep them both and continue to ride it out and you might just have to take the lumps. There's two different ways to look at it. You trade them all, team first, all the guys are gone. I don't think any of them will agree to it. They want to ride out together. But this is just concerning. Crosby, again, scored. He's got 27 goals. He's going to score 50 this year if he stays healthy. Cross your fingers, he does. Tristan Jari, 22 saves on 26 shots. Not very good. Lars Eller had a goal. Jason Zucker and Nick Bukestad scored. Remember those names? It's alarming. It's concerning. They need something. Again, we keep saying, when is the spark going to happen? When is the switch going to flip? And so far, it hasn't. Austin Bechtel with you. The pre-show is next with Doran on the fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? 
Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 